what is going on? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. It is me. It is me, your girl, Labora Lee, a.k.a. Cat Lee. And hold on. The podcast. Uh-uh. 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 We playing that again. You have now tuned in to Ambitiously, the podcast. Period. <laughs> Now tuned into Ambitiously the podcast. Listen, we got some things to talk about tonight. Some things actually happened in my city, and I want to touch on them tonight because I feel that it's very necessary. But first things first, y'all. My family, my whole family approved of my outfit tonight. I don't know what y'all think. These type of things will be sold in the boutique, although this particular piece, it's a dress, (laughs) it's a dress, will not be sold in the boutique because this came from a specific place. This came from Zara. Um, Nice, you know, money piece of of product. But um, yeah, I love it. I I feel good in it. I feel amazing in it. So um, yeah, my whole family agreed to it. I'm shocked. But what you need to know is tonight is wet and wired Wednesday. We're going to talk about some things that have us maybe wet. And we're going to think talk about some things that have us wired. I have a few particular things that have me wired this evening. So I want to talk about them. We're going to get into it. And I need y'all on IG because we are also um, on IG as well tonight. And... um. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I need my people on IG to tap in tonight because I'm quite sure this is happening across the board in cities across America. So this is something that is serious to my heart. And I'm going to start with the wire tonight and then we'll move into the white a little bit later on in the show. But before I get started, what we need to do is play this quick 15 second commercial because yeah (laughs) we gotta pay the bills what's up want last minute brand design help get top tier fiverr freelance creatives at your fingertips fast with secure payments and 24 7 support head to fiverr.com today and get something started okay i'm back i'm back i'm back i'm back so i'm wired why am i wired why am I in my feelings tonight? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Something happened over the weekend, which I am kind of here and kind of there with it. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. All right. So um, we had this situation where a gentleman from my city, um, who is admired by many. Uh, Hi, baby. Oh, my boo in the room. Um, But he's admired by many, um, appalled by the other half. It's a lot to tap into this situation. But I want to talk about this situation because it happened in my city. Um, And I don't think that Black men are, one, appreciated enough to, um, you know, they don't get to talk about mental health. And I think that that's very, very very important. So, um, within the last few days, we had a gentleman. His name is Tyreek um, Colion. Um, he's from Baltimore City. He was an MC. Um, he also was an 
activist. And so I got to talk about it because he is the person who is responsible for, in my city, the no, sh no shoot zone um, situation. So we got to talk about it. We can't skip over the situation now like i told y'all i feel and I, i'm not gonna play any of the footage i'm just gonna talk tonight because it's very important um so we have on one hand where he provided a lot of hope and a lot of um greatness for the city with that one step of creating no shoot zone the situation in our city um, because the city I'm from the city I came from the city I was raised in it's, it's, it's a little harsh it's a little harsh it's not for the faint of hearts it's for those people who really got the spirit in them so what happened was well I okay let me rewind so I've been watching this gentleman and some of the things that's been going on with him for a long time now, right? I have. And I've, I, I've watched how his mental health has spiraled, spiraled, spiraled out of control. That's why I say I'm on two sides of the board. Um, I watched it. I literally watched it with my own eyes. Okay, my phone doing what it do. I watch it with my own eyes. I watch him do things that is questionable. I watch him speak some real shit. Um, so this weekend, over the weekend, I mean, um, over the last, well, the weekend, the last few days, he was taken. He was taken away. And when he was taken, um, it was at the hands of the Baltimore City Police Department. Now, everybody is up in arms at this point, like, ah, it was overkill. And then we have people who are like, eh, it's necessary. What they did was necessary because if they didn't do what they did, then the, the woman, the young woman would have lost her life. I think I agree with both of them. And unfortunately, and I know this is going to piss a lot of people off. I don't care. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We want the um, officers to, to protect and serve. That includes her. Um, the footage, a lot of the body cam footage has come out because it was very necessary. So what they said in the prior to the footage being released is that he was trying to plunge a knife into her body parts. Okay, so... um. And then I had extra footage. Other people have recorded the situation as well. And they were saying the same thing. And that was the day of. And they were out there window watching what was going on. And they said the same thing. I will say this. Um, do I think it took 13 to 15 shots to put him down? Not necessarily. What I will say is that man was antagonizing the police department for a minute now. So do I agree that they really, really, really had it in for him? Absolutely. I do. I do. And I think that in the situation of this, you know, what was going down, because I've heard the 
I've watched and heard what was going on in the body cam footage. They knew who he was when they pulled up and they took his life. So do I feel like it was a situation where the police was like, yeah, finally we can do something to him? Yes, I do. I absolutely, I absolutely, I absolutely do. Um, do I feel like it was overkill? Not necessarily. I don't. And the reason why I don't is because what do you expect them to do with a dude with a knife in his hand trying to stab a woman? It was not his girlfriend that um they tried to because that that narrative was painted as well. It was a whole nother lady. And the girlfriend said he never, ever, ever put his hands on her. Um, but there was a young lady in the altercation. We did see where, because everybody questioned how she didn't get hurt. Well, when they started putting them things up in them, she rolled off to the side. We, You can go, I'm not going to show it on my show because I would never. But um, yeah, when they put them things on her, she did get the opportunity to roll to the side. This is why she wasn't hurt. And he never put the um Jimmy Jam in her. That never happened. But like I said, I, I I always play devil's advocate on this show. And um, so here's my devil's advocate moment. Do I feel like they needed to put all of them? No, I don't. But do I feel like they needed to put something in them to, to subdue him? Absolutely. Somebody else could have lost their lives. So it could have been two people that lost their lives that day. It could have been him and her. Um, He's been talking about it. He was building up to that moment. You have to pay attention and watch what was going down. I absolutely think he was suffering because my mom does what she does. She's a mental health counselor. I absolutely think he was suffering from mental health issues. I do. I absolutely do. Um, do I think that he needed help? Absolutely. He needed help. Um, and so my question for the night is, when is it okay, and especially specifically for black men, to ask for help when you need help? Um, I know that you gentlemen don't, you know, y'all endure a lot, and especially when it comes for us and our cause, and you take a lot on your backs. Um, so the question is, is when is it okay to ask for help? Um, we all need help. I need help. That's why before I get to what I'm about to say, I'm going to change the banner really quick on the show because we all need help. I need help. I absolutely fucking need help. And so I'm going to put this up. I need your help. I need you to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Absolutely. I do. I need you to. Um, we all need help. And I think that when it comes down to him, he needed help. Now, if you have an opposing thought or if you have an agreeing thought, um, please make sure that you hit us up. You can call in um, or text 443-850-4828. Again, the number is um, 443-850-4828 and the line is open and I'm putting that right there so because you know that you'll be on you'll be on the show um, also drop a comment 
um, you can ask me to drop the link and you can actually join the live as we're going through. But when does it come to a point where black men are able to ask for help? You know, like a lot of times, what up, Hotep? Ow! My bookie boot. Listen, I believe in you, sir. I do. I play your videos every Friday, Friday. I just need you to know that. But um, it comes a time where we um, we have to acknowledge that black men suffer mental health issues as well, and they don't really talk about it because, you know, it's it's been condemned within our community. Um, you know, it's not it's not well. It is okay. I need y'all to know that first. It's definitely okay if you need help. Say you need help. If you need somebody to talk to, say that shit. Don't be ashamed of that shit. Like, I promise you. I did a mental health um episode with my mom when I first went solo on the show. Um, she spoke some real shit. She gave some 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 knowledge about what mental mental health was. And I think that when it comes to black men, it's unfair because y'all don't get to say that. I need somebody to talk to. Um, because y'all gotta wear so many. Um, what up, Nathaniel? With hey Nathaniel, what's up? Thank you for the love and I appreciate the like. I do, I do, I do, Bookie. Um, but I don't think when it comes to you, I think it's the narrative like that's been going around for a long time that y'all can't ask for help. That's a fucking lie. You can ask for help. If you need somebody to talk to and you can't speak to your peoples about it and they're not listening, there are people that you can go to to talk to. My mom, like I said, is a mental health counselor. Now, she can't probably counsel any of y'all. Well, she probably can um, because I don't know everybody that's on the joint. But it's okay to talk to somebody, y'all. Like, it's all right. So do I feel like this gentleman needed some mental health help absolutely he did he did um unfortunately he's not here anymore um it it was posted on live for everybody to fucking see i saw everything that led up to the events where he lost his life but what i will say is he did a beautiful thing because his heart was good he had a good heart he was going around a city spray painting wherever the fuck he could spray paint no shoot zone he specifically at the spots where people lost their lives he made it vibrant he made it colorful he made it everything that it was supposed to be and his movement is not lost because even with him losing his life the legacy continues so um unfortunately unfortunately Big shout out to um Tyree Coleon. But I, I ain't gonna lie. I seen a lot of shit and, and it bothered me. But I knew that in the instance that I saw the things that I saw that he needed help. And that's very important when it comes down to... It's very important when it comes down to black men and it's okay if you need help. So the question is, is when is it okay to ask for help? And that goes to black men, black women, Caucasian. When is it okay to ask for help? 
why is it not okay to ask for help? Um, so yeah, I wanted to talk about that really, really quickly. I needed that. I needed to speak on that. It's very important that I did. Um, so we're gonna go to a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back because I got some more to say tonight. I got some things to talk about. The next thing we talking about is child support. Let's get on it. It is me. It is me, your girl, Labora Lee, and today is a new day. Today is the day that you begin your podcasting journey. Today is the day that you will begin to be heard. How do you ask? Sign up for Red Circle. I'm telling you, I've been at this podcasting game for two years now, and joining Red Circle was one of the best decisions that I ever made. Sign up today for free. How? Just hit the link. You're thanking me later. All right, I'm back. I'm sorry, y'all. I had to. I was looking at stuff. Um, but yeah, I need our black men to be able to be comfortable with saying, "I need help. I need somebody to listen to me." Is it's even if it's just listening. Like we need, we all need somebody. So yeah, y'all, it's okay to say that you need to help. Let's move on to the situation because something happened. I I needed to speak on Tyrido really quick because that was very, and I didn't want to go all the way into because there's much much more that I could touch on, but um uh, I'm not gonna do it tonight. I just that was that took a lot of my energy, um, just speaking on that situation. So, let's talk about this, because it got me wired a little bit. And let me tell y'all why in a second. Um, hold on, I want to get to the right the right place really quick. So, Erica Mena and Safari, if you don't watch reality TV or whatever, whatever, Erica Mena, um, she's been on reality TV for a minute. Safari as well. Right, so the situation happens. Hold on, I just wanted to get to where I needed to get to. All right, I'm good. So the situation happens where um they recorded, of course they recorded, but they recorded on the show the moment that she learned that her um divorce was officially like she's officially a divorced woman. Um, she it also shared where she got custody full custody of the kids but where it got sticky at for me and i'm gonna tell y'all why in a second was where she found out how much safari would have to pay in child support which for most chicks in these streets um that's a lot of money but even for the average chick not for the tv chick um but for the average chick what she got in child support was a lot of money, but it takes a certain kind of takes a certain kind of amount of money to uphold her lifestyle. Um, remember, this is the same chick who was um engaged to Bow Wow. She was rich, rich dollars. Um, she got with she had a girlfriend for a minute, but the girlfriend was on the show, so they both got a bag. And then she married Safari. All right, so. Safari, if you don't know who Safari is, Safari is Nicki Minaj's ex-boyfriend as well. And he got a couple of other ex-girlfriends. So, 
I want to talk about child support. So in this situation, she got $4,305 in child support per month. When I say again, for the average chick, that is a lot of money that will help her pay her bills, the the gas and electric, the light bill and all of that. So sorry, Erica, you got to move out of the mansion. But um, for the average chick, that's a lot of money, right? I'm going to tell you, um, so I have a daughter. I am her mom, very much her mom, and I'm grateful to be her mom. I am. Um, her father is not on child support, and I'm going to tell you why. The reason why her father is not on child support is I don't believe in that system. I don't believe, and I said this before on the show before, and I'm going to say it again. I do not believe that there is a system on this earth that should make a man be a man. I do not believe, and in, 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 in my daughter's father will never get it. He'll never get it. I'm sorry, let me put these back on. He'll never, ever freaking get it. But I'm going to tell you why he's not on child support. It's not because she's not his. She's definitely his. Um, it's not because I'm not struggling. I'm always struggling. Um, it takes a lot to raise a child. It takes money to raise a child. It takes effort to raise a child. And it takes caring, love, passion, patience. It takes a lot of things to raise a child. But here's my thing. I don't believe in the support, the child support system because I don't believe that there is ever, for one minute, a reason why I should have to tell a grown-ass man. Um, I should never have to go through a system to tell a grown-ass man that he should be a responsible parent. I repeat, there's a reason why my daughter is... But... It's so many females in this world that will take their children's father to court for child support, Erica Mena included. And it's a bag for them. For me, it's not a bag. It's absolutely not a fucking bag. It's like, for me, it's more important for my child to have a relationship with their other parent um than it is for me for money and like i said i struggle y'all want to help me out you can drop a cash app i'm gonna put that on the screen real quick but um and i struggle i i work hard every day i do this i'm gonna put this on the screen real quick i do this because i want to be the best mom i can be and i feel like the child support system causes a divide within black families people of color people in general it causes a divide it doesn't help the other parent want to be a better parent and and it doesn't it it doesn't not help the other parent be a want to be a it just doesn't help all together so in my mind when the child gets older you, the parent who are the parent who is neglectful, are gonna have a lot to explain, and that child is gonna feel the way that they feel about you because they saw what the other parent had to go through. This is reverse, it's not just for you fucking ladies, because there's some good men out here that take fucking care of their kids and shouldn't be on child support. I just don't 
believe in the fucking system. It doesn't have, yeah, financially it might, and it doesn't really, doesn't really, it doesn't. And I'm going to tell you why it doesn't really, because you think about it, you take the person, especially if you're doing it for benefits, right? You take the person to child support, right? They don't have a job or they don't have a regular nine to five. You get something like $25 to $50 a month out of whatever it is that they did. How is that really fucking helping you? It's not. So, yeah. I just don't believe in that system. But I don't want my daughter's father to ever get it fucked up. I don't believe in the system. That don't mean I don't want you to help take care of the kid. That just means I just don't believe in that system. I don't think that that system helps families in general, across the board, black, white. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. And um, so my daughter's about to be 11 foot so for 11 years. I've been doing what I got to do to make sure my kid is good. And it wasn't necessarily because I give a fuck about whether or not financially her father is straight. It's more so that I want them to have the relationship. I just don't believe in the system. So we got Erica Mena over here who um, she was happy that she was divorced at first. Then she was happy that she had sole custody of the children. And then when she heard that she was only getting $4,305 a month, she lost her shit and she was hurt. And she, bitch, that's a lot more than a lot of us get. I just said I do what I do on my own. I got support from my my family, my mother, my father, my sister. They hold me down. But there's still other things that I got to do. They hold me down at certain points in time, and I appreciate them for that. I do. But I just don't believe in the system. And my daughter's father is very lucky that I don't believe in the system because they want me to believe in the system. I just, I don't feel like I should have to ever tell you as a grown-ass man to be a father. I don't. That system is fucked up, and it causes divide within so many families it's ridiculous so that's I wanted to talk about that I I did I did I did I did because in my mind is no man should ever ever be told to be a parent you feel me like just be a fucking parent my dude like that's it um so that's that um and if he and ladies Mm-mm-mm, Cause I almost bypass you, bitches. Ladies, if he's being a fucking father, and being a father extends more, it extends deeper than you fucking fucking those money grubbers. It if he's there for his kids and he's doing what he's supposed to do when it comes to his kids. Don't be bitter. Don't take that nigga to like what the fuck you taking him to child support for and he doing what the fuck he's supposed to do. Um, no, nah, I ain't letting y'all off the fucking hook and I won't. It's a reason why you bitches, it's a reason why these niggas out here be being how they fucking be, yo, because y'all gotta stop. There's no reason why he should be on child support if he's being 
a great fucking father. And that's how I feel about that. Um, we got some things to get into. First of all, the state of Maryland elected its first African-American um, governor. That's a first. What? That's a fucking first. Uh, man, that's a fucking first. I love it. Um, hopefully, he'll do what he's supposed to fucking do. We don't know. These politicians are fickle. Secondly, the state of Maryland has made it legal to smoke Murray Jane recreational. This is, you can smoke it here as nobody's getting in trouble. I hope that they do exonerate all of these young men who have caught charges behind it because um, they deserve to be exonerated. It's just fucking facts. Um, but I got something I want to look to us. Hold on. Let me see. Where's that? Okay. Uh, I had to see where it was at. This is a very important um, subject to me as a parent because it's it's wet and fucking wired Wednesday and we're going to talk about it. But um, the reason why it's important to me is because I hear this myself a lot. And um, so, yeah, I think that Bambi had a point. So we're going to play this really, really quick. We're going to get into it, and then I'm going to let y'all know why that was important to me. Hold on. So many people have an issue with the term gentle parenting and the way that people are raising their kids now. I don't understand it. I don't feel like gentle parenting is a direct correlation between like your kids being disrespectful and walking all over you and all that types of stuff. I feel like, you know, gentle parenting is a space where you create for your kids so that they can feel like they have a voice, they have an opinion, you can regulate, help regulate their emotions and their feelings and truly try to tap into what they got going on, right? I feel like when this is done properly, our kids go out into the world. They can be respectful because they have been respected at home. Um, they can choose the people that they feel are appropriate to be around them, the people that value them and respect them and show empathy and all that types of stuff. Now, on the flip side, the people out here who feel like it's cool to just go ahead and backhand your kid in the mouth because they talking back. What is that? showing your kid when you're supposed to hit dogs when you're supposed to hit old people when you're supposed to do none of that shit but you're telling your kids that they really ain't shit because you know they can just be backhanded in the mouth at any moment with no consequence so for the longest i've been trying to i'm sorry i was talking to my people on ig let me tell y'all something I don't disagree with Bambi, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, I hate to think of myself, but no, I'm a, a gentle parent, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm a gentle parent in essence. I've spanked my daughter in a total, I can count on one hand how many times I spanked my daughter, right? It's probably like twice, but I found that me because you know. The older folks have been spared a rod, um, spoil the child. Yes, I kind of spoil my child a little bit. But at the same time, um, 
I want her to have a voice. I don't want her to walk around feeling like nobody's listening to her. Um, now there are moments that I gotta G check her real quick because she get a little, but she understands. And one thing I love about my daughter is if I tell her I'm disappointed in her, that's the worst thing in the fucking possible world to her. She doesn't like for mommy to be disappointed in her. She's a good kid, great grades. Um, she's in the honor, um, the honors program in her school. She's about to leave elementary school and go to middle school. And I hope that we can continue to process. But one thing that I make sure that I never do to her in the morning is fussing. I don't like fussing at her in the morning because in my mind, um, who can go to school with like and be the best possible person they can be when somebody is yelling at them in the morning? I agree with Bambi. I agree with her. I agree with her. Um, I know y'all call it gentle parenting. I just look at it as a different way because, you know, all these great entrepreneurs and people out here in the world, their parents didn't do those things to them before they left out and they became great, successful people. Nah, they probably was backhanded in the end, but that's where the communication comes in. When you talk to your children you have discussions with them. If you're honest with them, they wind up being the, the greatest people that they can be. They're worthy in society. You know what I mean? Like, I'm honest with my kid. Um, I keep it a buck with her. There's things that we don't discuss because she's not ready to discuss them things yet. But, um, you know, for the most part, the things that need to be discussed. I discuss them with my kid. And one thing she knows is that mommy does not. Oh, we got a call. All right. Mommy does. I'm going to put you on air if you call in there. Mommy. Um, what up? What up? Ambitiously the podcast. Can I? What's, what's going on? All right. Hard Nathaniel. Hold on. Let me put you on the. um. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt your thought um, when you were talking about, but that uh, gentle parenting, I can't get with that. <laughs> you can't get with it. Why is that, Nathaniel? Tell me. I need you to touch your nose. Just tell me what you tell me. What's... So, well, first, first, Nathaniel, before you go into it, gentle parenting. What do you feel like that is? I feel like that's a. Uh like a, a soft-handed approach to um, to uh, trying to maintain some type of authority or, uh, or, or or steer your kids in the right direction. Um, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm just a, a firm believer you need to be a little bit more firm with children. Um, mm-hmm. You know, totally authoritative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, you need to draw lines in the sand when it comes to certain things and in regards to their opinions, um, I think, uh, I think you need to, uh, criticize their opinions, you know, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I'm going to give you, um, and I'm going to turn you down for a second. And I'm going to bring you back up. I'm going to give you my scenario on, um, on, um, gentle parenting 
See, that's where everybody gets the lines crossed. Because gentle parenting don't mean that you don't put your foot down. I put, I, my daughter don't play with me, Nathaniel. She don't absolutely don't fucking play with me. If mommy's mad, it's an issue, right? But you know what I mean by gentle parenting is not necessarily where you know you know, and I know that you know because you went to Southwestern. <laughs> I know you know. On Prairie, I know you know, bruh. So, when it comes to gentle parenting, I think everybody thinks that it's, uh, uh, you don't trust. No, I fucking chastise my fucking child. Like I just said a second ago, if mommy's upset, it's a problem. She's crying, my nigga. You feel me? No, but I don't think that, you know, we came up in a different era where, um, and it's not spare the rod at all with, when it comes to me. But, she, but I've only had to chastise her twice in her life. Because mommy being mad does more than mommy whipping her ass. You feel me? Right. When I explain it to her, when I explain the things, why mommy's upset, and I really dig deep, because I dig deep with my child. Don't ever, I don't want y'all to get it twisted. I chastise my child. I just don't. It ain't always the, the physical chastising. You feel me? So I think that a lot of people get the gentle parenting thing twisted. Like, okay, because you say you don't beat your child, which I feel like was a, a absolute because look at look at the fuck we dealing with right now. You feel me? But that does not mean don't chastise your child. Don't don't punish them. Don't nah. Fuck that. In 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 the day and age we live with living right now, it's much easier to chastise your child. You can take all of their technology away, and they are butt hurt. Butt hurt. I take my daughter's tablet away. I take the TV. I take. I hide charges, my nigga. I'm not saying don't chastise a child. I'm saying that we have to look at it differently because obviously something out here is not fucking working. And what about the rules in your house? The rules in my house? Yeah, like if your if your if your daughter had a problem with rules in your house or my daughter don't have no fucking problem because ain't <laughs> nothing happening unless the rules are abided by. My daughter is a honor student. This is what I'm saying. You feel me? I don't. When it comes to her in the morning, when we leave out the house, she knows the one thing that mommy does not like to do is to yell at her. I don't. Because how can you go to school and have a good day with that on your back? Right. Somebody yelling at you. Somebody going, you know what I mean? Going for your head in the morning. Nah, 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 nah. But when she leaves out of that school, what she knows is she better have the fucking homework. And if she doesn't have the homework, all of her shit getting taken. You feel me? It's rules in my household. Don't ever get it twisted. It's just I approach it differently than our parents approach it with us. How long did it take you to get to that point? Not long at all. I've had my daughter all of her life. She's about to be 11. She's going to the sixth grade. <laughs> like, not long at all. It didn't take me. It's from like, let me say this. What I love about um, parenthood, me and my journey through parenthood is this. 
from the time that she was born, um, I think I stopped talking baby talk to her at six months. She okay. knew her anatomy by the time she was one. And she was saying it back to me. She started talking. <laughs> she started talking early too. She she knew all of these things. I started teaching her early. You feel me? Yeah. Um, she never had a daycare. Never. She was with mommy. Mommy taught her. By the time she went to pre-K, for those in different parts of the world, because everybody doesn't have pre-K, but that's pre-kindergarten. Um, it was harder for me to leave her pre-K than it was for her to leave me. Um, I crawled like a big-ass baby, Nathaniel. I did. I'm my baby. And she was like, bye, ma. Like, listen. But those things that I instilled into her, um, and we got comments, so I'm gonna, um, ugh, I gotta talk on these comments. Uh, no, we don't gotta speak on these comments. Matter of fact, all of you bitches are getting blocked. I said no, no, um, X-rated shit, even though we talk X-rated shit on the shit. You don't get to, I did. I'm sorry. Um, but from the time that she started school, like I said, the biggest issue was me, wasn't, wasn't her. Um, even with cuss words, right? Um, in elementary, I mean, I want to say kindergarten, she had this great teacher. His name is Mr. Boone. I'm looking for him. Um, but she said her first cuss words and I lost my fucking mind. But what I didn't do, Nathaniel, I didn't whip her ass. You know what I did? I stuck in the corner for about 30 minutes. And then I explained to her why that wasn't right. Because with children, I don't think a lot of people understand is that Instead of us just like, I'm going to whip your ass, I'm going to whip your ass, explain some things to them so that they can get an understanding of why it's wrong. You feel me? Tell them why it's wrong. Don't just, I'm about to beat your ass. That's not the answer. So I think that a lot of people get it twisted when it comes to gentle parenting. They get the word because it says gentle in the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? But it's not necessarily um, as gentle as you think. You got to get in these kids' brains early. You, We want intelligent children, right? Right. So then we have to set the guidelines and we have to sit down and have conversations with them so that they are intelligent. You feel me? Like, you can't expect them to know all the answers. That's like, um, and you know, you from my city. So, you know, when it comes down to the city, the squeegee kids, you know, that's a big issue for us right now. Yeah. Everybody got the answers, but nobody is really providing the answers, right? These are the things that they're doing because this is what they know that can help them get to the next, you know what I mean? To get some financial gain, right? But nobody's telling them what the fuck they supposed to do when they stop being squeegee kids. Hold on. So do you, do you support that? Squeegee kids out there? You know, out there? Listen, I have homeboys that I grew up with that were squeegee kids. Right. So I can't go against them. You feel me? That helped provide money. But no, do I support them giving them the check? Absolutely fucking not. But I support them telling them 
with the next step. Don't just tell them they can't do it no more. Guide them. That's what's fucking missing. The guidance. Don't tell me I can't get out here and get my money because now you're telling me I can't get out here and get my money, right? And then what I have left? They cut all the fucking community centers. You remember, we had racks. I'm from the village. It was a rec center across the street from <laughs> across the street from my house. I lived yeah. on Allendale. They yeah, shut that hard. shit down. You feel me? Yeah. Don't just tell them they gotta stop. Guide them in the right fucking direction. It's it's not rocket fucking science. I think that they try to make it rocket science, but guide them in the right direction. How the fuck are they supposed to know what they're supposed to do next? And then when they on these corners, when they out here selling these narcotics, then you mad because they doing that. Yeah. I always, when it comes to this show, I always play devil's advocate. You feel me? And I always try to look at it from both sides because I am some point political and I am at some point for these streets because these are the streets that we grew up in. You feel me? Right, right. I am a good fucking mother. You feel me? I raised mine. I know where she's at 24 fucking seven. You feel me? She ain't one of these kids that's out here in these streets. But at the same time, I know what it look like because I came up in these Baltimore city streets. You cannot tell these children to stop doing what it is that they're doing, which is helping some of them. I don't know. I can't speak for all, but some of them, this money is helping their families. They're doing it because their families don't have bread. You feel me? Right. Take them in the next direction. So if you're going to tell me I got to stop spraying on people's windows and squeegeeing people, you know what I mean? Then help guide me in the right direction of what I could do to, to make some money to help provide for my family. But, but, but I mean, we got to assume that they know, right? No, I mean, we can't assume. All of these are kids. Can you tell me that none of those kids have ever seen a police officer? Yeah, or, fuck or the police. Or nope, nope. They seen it. They seen it, but they seen it on the other side. Nathaniel. They seen it on the other side of people in the streets and they think that what they're doing is they not selling drugs. You feel me? And can I bring another valid point? The squeegee kids are not new. They're not new. I can pull up a um, YouTube situation where a YouTube news situation where they were talking about the same fucking subject in the 80s. This is not fucking new. But was it conflict like it was in the 80s? I mean, Absolutely. I, I, I don't remember hearing No, it wasn't no violence. It wasn't no violence. But that was an issue for the other kind. Because uh, I hate this is a case, and I do. But it was an issue back in the 80s. They were trying to figure out how to get them off the corner back in the 80s. They were developing programs to try to figure out a way to get these kids off the corner, get these kids to stop doing stuff in the 80s. I'm going to end you, my friend, on Facebook. So I'm going to send you the link so you can see the correlation. Yeah. I, I got you. 
You know, I, ne- I never had, um, particularly had an issue with the squeegee kids um, until this, that incident where you had that shooting. And I, um, I was in a situation where I was driving down Hilton one day, mm-hmm. and I stopped at a light. This is probably 1 o'clock in the morning. And I stopped at Baltimore Hilton. I'm mm-hmm. going towards St. Agnes Hospital. And this dude walks out in the middle of the street. He's like, yo, can I get a ride? And I'm like, nah, man. You know, I'm like, you know, he was like, look, I could take this gun and pull you out of your car and jump in your car. What? <laughs> that's, what he t- that's what he told me, right? What? And I, so I just kept on going. But my thing is, you know, I don't. If if I had to consider the fact, I never considered this until this most recent incident. I never considered the fact you got 13, 14, and 15-year-olds walking up to your car uh-huh. armed, armed with, 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 with guns. Definitely different you know, times. It's different, it's different if you're coming up to my car with a squeegee, but the possibility that you got a gun, you got a gun is in your back pocket, no, so I'm not feeling it. Yeah, so, I'm definitely not know. with it. And again, remember, we're in different times. These kids are fucking different, my name. But they're different because this this is what I've had these conversations with um, friends and family and all of these because we talk about these type of things. The one thing that we need to always understand is it, it, it I know it's an old, uh, old philosophy, right? And nobody pays attention to that shit now, but it takes a community to raise a child. It takes a village. So we can't expect these kids if they out here saying the adults acting stupid, we can't expect these kids to be anything than what the fuck they see. We can't because they're children and that's what they've been saying. I'm not holding any child responsible. Like I've taken children and I love children and, and I understand I'm not saying I'm going out here and I'm trying to rescue every child, but where I can get in, I fit in. You feel me? Right. We cannot, as adults, and we are the adults now. We are a total different generation. You know what's fucked up, though? I'm going to be real with you. It's like, you know, something goes down in the neighborhood or at the school, right? And then... um, somebody chastises somebody's child that's not their child, right? And then the, the, you got these motherfuckers, don't say shit to my child, don't da 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 This is the problem. We can't expect these children to know what it is, the fuck that they supposed to do when we got adults out here stopping, stopping them from knowing what the fuck it is that they supposed to do. How do we expect these babies to know anything, even down to, and that's fucked up that that happened to you. I'm sorry, I apologize that that happened. To you. <laughs> no, no. Like I was, like I was a squeegee kid out there, like saying this shit to you. But I, I'm sorry because nobody deserves that. But now, now, how would you respond to a parent or an adult telling you, "Nigga, I'm pulling the fuck off. I'm no, not no. sitting there." Well, I'm talking about when you when you brought up the example about the kids in school. So a parent or or another adult tells your daughter they shouldn't be doing something. See, let me tell you something about my community because okay. it's people that are very 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 much involved in my daughter's life. She got uncles, 
She got a grandfather. She got an amazing stepfather. You feel me? Um, she got people in her life that ride for her. You feel me? People who aren't that, that to this neighborhood because we just bought this house three years ago. But um, in my old neighborhood, we used to live off of 40 um, and on the streetcar train cross, right? And even with them, if you see her doing some shit that she don't got no business fucking doing, correct her ass on the spot. I don't have no problems with the village. You feel me? I'm not that parent that's walking around like, don't say shit to my daughter. Don't say this. Don't say, I'm not that parent. If you see her fucking up, even people who don't live in the neighborhood, this is people that I'm close to. If you see her where she's not supposed to be, my nigga, snatch her ass up and bring her to me. If she say something disrespectful, I'm going to handle that ass. It's not, it's, it's, it, people make it so much harder than the fuck it has to be. You feel okay. me? A lot of people give up on the community love because they don't want nobody saying nothing to their child. I ain't giving up on the community love, y'all. It takes a village, and I need my fucking village. They need the fucking village. We cannot tell these children to be adults and they're fucking children. They need the fucking village. It's that simple. So all you bitches out here telling people not to say shit to to your kids, you're fucked up. Say something to my motherfucking kid. You see her out here, not not Nathaniel. Nathaniel. If you see my fucking daughter out here, you, I know you seen pictures of my bookie book, my princess, my pudding. If you see her out here fucking up, tell her I know your mother and I'm snitching. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm, I'm dead ass serious though. I give you permission. All right. All right. Now, 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 do you feel that way about the the teachers and this so-called message or agenda? Listen, the teachers see our children more than we see our children. Yeah. The the teachers are in school five days a week with these kids. My daughter's teachers have me on direct dial. They can call me anytime. They call me to tell me what an extraordinary student my daughter is. Same thing. It takes a fucking village to raise a fucking child. Y'all got to stop with this bullshit out here. Don't say nothing to me. No. You see how out here fucking nothing the fuck up, Nathaniel? Call me. You got my number. Call me. I just seen your daughter. She out here acting a fucking fool. I wanted you to know. Tell me where she is so I can pull up. Because I'm pulling up, my name. <laughs> you out here doing... No. I feel like way across the fucking board. You can't expect these children to act like adults when they are fucking children. Is that but, when, but when you go back to the well, I'm going to say your, your particular um, style of gentle parenting, but when you go back to some, some parenting techniques where they allow these children to express their opinions and have a type of say and input and the decisions that's made in the household, don't they don't they start to feel like no. their parents? No, it's no decisions made in the household. That's where people get fucked up. <laughs> Gentle parenting has nothing to do with the child making decisions in the household. Gentle parenting is more so 
I'm not going to yell at you for every fucking thing. I'm not going to whip your ass for every fucking thing. You feel me? The things that we were raised on. Let me pose this question to you. When you were younger, back in the day, did you want to get yelled at every time you went to school? Oh, heck no. Did it make you a better student? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's gentle parenting. You don't have to yell at your child every time they listen, it takes me a minute to get my daughter off of school. You feel me? Right. So what I'm not gonna do is yell at her because it takes me a minute to get her off of this is children. They're fucking children. They're not adults. We can't keep acting like they are and treating them like as if they are. My dude, like they're fucking children. You are the first extension and impression and everything for that child. So what you give them is what they perceive perceive to the world. If you're going out here yelling at your child every fucking morning, get the fuck up! And you know what I'm saying. Then this is what they're going to be when they're going out into this world. <laughs> I think, it, I, you know, I remember, um, I remember some some of my buddies back in school when when their parents would yell at them they just wish they had my parents exactly (laughs) see what i'm saying it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work that way so maybe i know that we were raised a certain kind of way i know um we came up in a different era, but maybe we should try things differently. And it's a lot, to be honest, it's a lot easier to raise our children now because then <laughs> take them fucking devices. Watch how they fucking lose it. Oh, yeah. Hide the fucking chargers. Watch how they fucking lose it, my nigga. We gotta adjust. Yeah. We gotta adjust. And I'm not saying don't set guidelines within your household. Don't set rules. I'm not saying that. You feel me? What I'm saying is it's just we can't base it upon the people that raised us. Because not all of them was right. Now I got a question for you. Uh-huh. So, with your, in, in your situation on your parenting techniques, mm-hmm. would you have a squeegee son? So, if you had a son right now... My you son would never to- fucking ever have to ever do that. Let me just say this. And I'm saying this from a standpoint of I'm a mom and I raised my daughter. Oh my own I don't I just talked about child support. You feel me? <laughs> like right. my daughter's father is not but you, my daughter's spoiled. Cause I'm gonna work hard to make sure that my child has whatever it is that my child needs. So no my son would never be a squeegee boy. He would never. Um, and if he fuck up, <laughs> mommy ain't pulling no punches or cutting no nigga. You ain't gonna be out here acting the fucking fool. And if need be, you gotta go with your father. You feel me? Like fathers are very important to their children. The most of them kids that's out here being squeegee boys, I'm gonna be honest with you, don't have fucking fathers. Yeah, you're probably right about that. I ain't no... I, I, I can't even really confirm whether or not they... But what father, what good father is going to have their son out there being a squeegee boy? I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying. You're right. What fucking father is going to be out there having a fucking son as a squeegee boy? <sighs> I'll wait. My people's ain't Latin, and my people's got son, three sons. One whom he raised on his own, single father, and two that he's co-parenting with. They would never. My daughter, because girls, girls, girls can be a squeegee kid too. My daughter would never. She's spoiled, and I'm struggling as a single fucking mother. She would never. I will work my ass to the bone before I let any of my kids be out there squeegeeing on somebody's windows. These are pe- these are children without guidance. Again, this is why the guidance is needed. So that that's my standpoint on squeegee kids. All right. Oh, thank you for calling out, Bookkeeper. No problem. I love it. That was a good conversation. <laughs> I love the engagement. I love how we, you know, I love how we shopped it up. Thank you, Nathaniel. No problem. And call back again. <laughs> Big love to Nathaniel. He came through with some questions and 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 we had some understanding. I gotta get to because we didn't even show no love. I'm not gonna show no love tonight because I don't have time. I'm already I'm going to say what I got to say, but big shout out to Nathaniel. Thank you for calling that, babes. Yay, Nathaniel. If you would like to come on the show, hit us up ambitiouslythepodcast at gmail.com, ambitiouslythepodcast at gmail.com. We are open for suggestions. We want new guests. Um, We want it all. We want it all. Oh my gosh, advertisement. You could hit us up hit us up there as well. You can always drop a comment. Nathaniel just showed y'all how the number is scrolling at the bottom of the screen. You can hit the link if you want to be on screen. Um drop a comment. I'm reading those too as long as they are not of the the naughty sorts. I didn't get to the get to, we had a good conversation tonight. I don't even care that we can get to the naughty part, but we'll get to that next Wednesday because I got a special guest. Um remember if I play any music on this podcast, I have full permission, written permission, so I can provide that the facts. Um, because I don't play music that I don't have permission to play. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We need all the likes, all the shares, and all the subscriptions. It's free. I promise you it's free. Mama, it's free. It's mama providing shit for y'all. That's free. Just just yeah. Let's get it in. Hold on. Let me. All right. I had to um turn the other mic off. But it's free. It's free, people. Um, but like, share, and subscribe. Check out our website, www.ambitiouslyentertainment.com. www.ambitiouslyentertainment.com. Um, we, if you go on there right now, I, we are under construction. Please forgive me, but mama's working on some things. Big shout out to Hotel. Hey, boo, I seen you. Um, if you'd like to drop a donation to this podcast, dollar sign, Lord Lucidity, L-U-R-L-U-C-I-T. Why? Lord Lucidity. Yes. Y'all see it? It's scrolling. It's scrolling. And it's in the description, depending on how you're watching this, above or below. It's there. Um, and this podcast is streaming 
on all streaming platforms. Um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple, um, Apple, all the Apple products, iTunes, Apple Music. We everywhere, y'all. We everywhere. We are everywhere. And I love you for it. I didn't get to show my love, but let me see. I can probably do the countries really quick. No, I'm not going to do it tonight. I will, when I come back on Friday, I'm going to make it a point to show love because there's a lot of things going on. The boutique will be open um, uh, 11-18-2022. That's next Friday, 11-18-2022. We are relaunching the grand opening. I'm giving out discounts. I'm giving out um, I'm giving out some things, so it's some giveaways in there as well. So yeah, make sure you're there. So I gotta say something before I get out of here because it's this is part of the show. This is what the advice I give every night at the pod. Oh, thanks, Nathaniel. That was interesting. Um, first things first, mind your motherfucking business. Everybody's business is not your business. Come here on Mondays, sometimes on Wednesdays, and sometimes on Fridays, and I will give you other people's business. I will help you mind the business, but it's not safe to be out here and being in everybody's business. So mind your business, unless it's a crazy situation and you have to mind your business. Don't pull out your camera, get in the business. Um, Secondly, love your babies, hug your babies, kiss your babies, encourage your babies, tell them they can be anything in this world that they want to be. If they want to work for NASA, tell them they'd be the greatest engineer, the greatest astronaut they can ever be, like my baby, because she could be the greatest. Um, if they want to work for NASCAR, tell them they'd be the fucking, be the best pit pit boss or NASCAR driver. If they want to make work at McDonald's, tell them to be the best fry cook they can ever be. But no matter what, encourage these babies to be their absolute greatness. I promise you. It'll make them great in the end. Love these babies, man. Love them. And don't expect them to be adults before they're supposed to be adults. <laughs> my kid, I hope she... Like, I'm glad she wants to be a kid for us. She's, that's still my baby. So, whatever. Um, And last but not least, stay in your fucking lane. I'm going to tell you why to stay in your lane. It's very important that you stay in your lane. I know I talk a lot of people's business, but I stay in my fucking lane, y'all. Because you don't want this chick right here. Hold on. <laughs> You don't want her. Hold on. Let me one more time. You don't want her. She's not nice. She's a evil bitch. You don't want her. She's she could be a little nasty. You want her. <laughs> She's so nice, sweet, and cuddly. Listen. That's who you want. So stay in your lane because what usually happens when you jump. Hold on. Um, into other people's lanes is a collision. Nobody needs a collision. Nobody wants a collision. Stay in your fucking lane. And I love y'all. Thank you to Nathaniel for calling in. Thank you to whomever 
watch this podcast tonight. That's on Twitch. That's on YouTube. That's on fucking Facebook. Although I'm a, I'll, I'll get to the announcements later. But I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in. I do. Oh, shout out to oh my gosh, um, the people. I, it's too many for me to say. But shout out to my people on IG. They tune in tonight as well. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you so much. But I gotta get the fuck out of it. I gotta go. I gotta go be mom. I gotta go be do mom stuff. Get my kid ready for school tomorrow and all that good stuff. But I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And good night. Bye.